Semra, it is 9 a.m. and we're recording this time. Because we love you. Because we love you. We'll do anything for our dear listeners. And it, it's taking some effort, guys. But that's all right. It's going to be fine. It's going to be great. B. Taylor, I have a question for you. Oh, yeah. Have you ever done a love, love, love a spell? A love a spell. You know what? Probably in my head I thought I was doing something <laughs> back when I was like 16. Yep. And um, nothing happened. Let's just put it that way. Not much came from that. Mm-hmm. Literally nothing came. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a specific memory of when I was very young and really didn't know my ass from my elbow. I mean, seriously, like just young mm-hmm. and was playing with things that shouldn't have. Right. And I have this <laughs> memory of you had to get like the picture of the person mm. and a lock of their hair and like oh, all yeah. of this stuff. Where I'm like, how the fuck are you supposed to get a lock of someone's hair that you are not <laughs> right? You're not intimate with. Like what am I like just cut hair in high school? I don't know. It was wild. But did um, you get the hair? <laughs> That's the question. Really, Did you get the hair? I did. I oh, did. Nice. nice. I did. It girl. was not my proudest moments, but I did. And guess what? What B- happened? Bubkiss. Like, oh, nothing, nothing happened. Did you get a restraining order? I mean, close. <laughs> like, dead close. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it just, like, it sort of backfired. Because mm. I was just, you know, obsessive and young and stupid and all that other stuff. But yeah, so not worth it. So not worth it. It's not worth it. And in my research, I'm seeing that it... Probably is never worth it. A lot of spell is never worth it since no. the beginning of time. Yeah. I mean, no. <laughs> no, just no. It's that level of worthiness for me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't recognize me, mm-hmm. why am I chasing and praying and supplicating and doing all of this shit right. to get you to like me? Like, what? Right. I'm amazing. Right. You're um, an idiot. It's facts, not my problem. Facts. When I was doing research, I came across... Let's go all the way back. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about 300s BC. We're going all the oh, way shit. back. Let's so the very beginning. There were philia spells practiced by women. The point of those spells was not to get a man to fall in love with them. It was actually for these women to keep their husbands. Em's <laughs> <laughs> face said, right. Why would you want to? I'm just kidding. Right. Well, well. well also. So. Truth. Back then, women were powerless and used and all the things mm-hmm. because life and men. Right. 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 Men were free to do whatever the hell they wanted. And so many women resorted to these spells to maintain their beauty and keep peace of mind. This is wild. Yeah. It's so like modern day advertising. Seriously. <laughs> Again, beauty creams. 300 BCs. Right. So this has been going on. Forever. Ever. Let's go a little further, a little closer to us, probably okay. still millions of years from <laughs> uh, There were arrow spells that mm-hmm. were mainly practiced by men and prostitutes. Mm-hmm. So the arrow spells were used to imbue lust and passion into women, <laughs> leading them to fulfill a man's desires. Oh, God. Right. Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> Shit never changed. I know, right? It's still still here. Women were doing spells to just keep their lives together. Keep their little family For together. Mere survival. And then men were just trying to get 
P and a V, the P and a whatever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Who can say? If we're still in Greece, uh, P and a whatever. <laughs> um, and the same thing with the prostitutes. They lived lives that were similar to men at the time. They could do whatever the hell they wanted. And so they also use these type of spells to fulfill their own needs. And I'm like, you know what? Go ahead. Well, it's interesting, right? But I mean, not to. Okay, again, I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to go left. I'm going to rant for a second. But it is interesting, like, in Italy with the courtesans, right? They were Mm. the only people that were allowed to learn to read. They're the only people that were allowed to write. They're the only people that were allowed to understand politics. And so, like, you know, no shit. Like, if I was there back in that day, I'd be, like, straight hooker. Like, totally into it. Did you ever see the movie Dangerous Beauty? From like the nineties, it's about the courtesans. It was like one of my favorite movies. Oh my god! With the yeah, yes, 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 yes. and it gets into like the the black plague and all exactly. Of that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. guess who the first to go? The courtesans, because what are they? They witches. Yes, and also like they had a ton of power. Yes, you know. I mean, really, Tons. yes. It's just you know, it was when sex work was more celebrated. Until That's they a had whole a, other fucking podcast that is. Until they had to be thrown away because that, well, yeah. men, because <laughs> men are men are trash. Men. So since around this time, let's talk about the Renaissance real okay. quick. These wild ones. Huh. Yeah, and yet men of the Renaissance feared the power of women. Feels like that hasn't to changed. This day. Nothing's changed, my friends. <sighs> it's rough when you read it. Yeah, it's you know. Like, wow. Since dawn of time. Yes. Men have been men in on these streets. <laughs> Ruin it for everybody. Men have been men in. Also, another good site, like with that witches, sluts, feminist book. Mm-hmm. Has great information. Yeah, in definitely. Definitely. Uh, so, men of Renaissance, they associated sexual power of women with the devil. Making the women witches. And mm. the witches are sexual partners with demons. Yes. That's a big, that's a huge thing that's still. Yeah. That's a huge thing. We could talk about sex and magic all we want. We should do a whole podcast. We're going to do actually. a whole podcast. So stay tuned, dear listeners. You're going <laughs> to Or even that. we should just do a whole episode with sex magic because it's so. Yes. It's so percent. it's so real. thousand percent. So listeners, that's coming stay your tuned, way. Stay tuned, guys. Apparently we're very soon. We're adding one. We're adding so many episodes <laughs> as we go. So sexuality is evil. Something to be feared. Hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. So as time went on. Women, witches or not, mm-hmm. we're all witches, whatever. <laughs> we're accused of practicing witchcraft and we're executed. Thankfully, we're beyond the witch trials, but magic S- and love sort magic. Of. Sort of. <laughs> we're not love magic executed. is still going strong. Mm-hmm. When researching for these episodes a couple weeks ago, I read in the book The Black Arts by Richard Cavendish. A particular passage about love spells that was really interesting, and it was about a man who was a teacher, and he fell in love with one of his students' older sisters, who was probably like 13 at the time. Let's keep it 100, you know? So he told the boy. And he was probably 50. Right. Right. He told the boy to go home and pluck three of her pubic hairs. Okay. So what happened was the little boy was like, um, okay. So at night, no, he went to go pluck it out. No. So the girl woke up screaming. Of course. So mom comes running in and the kid tells the mom what happened. And the mom's like, okay, we could play this game. She went to a cow. Yes. Female cow. They have names, don't they? Yes. 
unsure. What do female cow plucked out three hairs, gave it to the boy who gave it to the teacher. He did his magic. And don't you know, every female cow in town was running up on his man. He became like a little legend in his little town. <laughs> the man that all the female cows was just on him. Trying. So again, love magic. You know, it really doesn't work out the way you want. So like maybe... Um, well, I think that's a huge point, right? It doesn't work out the way that you want. Yeah. Because in the end, it is, again, it's that level of value and needing someone to value you. And so mm-hmm. you begging for value and for being seen by whomever, the person that you're attracted to, blah, blah, blah. Right. It will backfire because yeah, they're a, they're a dingus if they don't see your worth. Like Right, exactly. So... I was really excited for this episode because this gives me a chance to talk about two of my favorite movies growing up. Oh, here we go. We can probably all guess what one of them is. Say it together. The Craft. The Craft. My fave. And Teen Witch. I know. I was about to say, and Sabrina the Teen Witch. Oh, that, that one's a good one, too. But have you oh. seen Teen Witch with Robin? Yes. Lively? Oh, my God. With the redhead. Yeah. Yeah. Blake Lively's older sister. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. No, for real. That's our sister. I mean, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Yeah. Um, it took me a minute because it was a Wikipedia hole. Like, oh, what's Teen? What are the people in Teen Witch doing? I click on her name. It's like, oh, yeah, you absolutely are Blake Lively's older sister. Wild. The thing with when you're a young lad, <laughs> like yes. me, a little young lad mm-hmm. watching movies. When like you're a young daddy. When I was a young daddy. Oh, God. <laughs> when I was a young daddy on these streets, age of nine to 12. BT Daddy over here was watching <laughs> Teen Witch on HBO. I remember when my mom presented me with a craft VHS, which oh hopefully God. I still have. I might not, but I do have it on that Blu-ray. Don't worry about it. You need it. a shadow box for that sucker. I really, actually, for real though. Um, <laughs> so these movies kind of set you up, showing you love magic, either comically or like. Ooh, that was probably a bad idea, but it, there's really no explanation on why this is actually a problem. So I kind of want to mm. talk about my favorite movie, Teen Witch. 15-year-old Louise, Blake Lively's older sister. <laughs> She's an unpopular girl who has a crush on Brad. He's the most popular guy at school. Of course, his name is Brad. Of course. Because it's the 80s, 90s. Yes. So one night, her little bike breaks down in the rain, and she comes across a fortune teller. Named Madam Serena. She's my queen. Serena. I'm space right now. It's like. I'm just. I am also reacting to Brittany's face right now. I'm just like, Madam Serena. Yes. Person. I'm like, wow, I'm like, I will go home and watch this if I did. This have is a like very day. real. Right I'm now. having a great time for, right now. For B. Yes, thank you. So Serena tells her that she's a reincarnated witch. Because she her dad gave her like this um, amulet for her birthday. Aren't we all though? Amen. I, Aren't we? I all? say so. But so she finds out with this amulet, she can control the world around her. So you know, instead okay. of like asking for world world peace, right, Brad? She was. <laughs> she's asking Brad. for not only Brad to fall in love with her, but for the entire school to think that she's the coolest girl in the world. So at first, life is great. She starts dressing better-ish. <laughs> it's still the 80s. It's still the 80s. But you know what happens when you start to fall in love and the ego starts building up 
you start thinking you're hot shit. You start forgetting those who loved you beforehand. Mm. Like her friend Polly, her little nerdy best friend, who to this day had the best rap battle in all of cinema. Excuse me? There's a rap battle in the street. Do I remember any of this? I remember none of this. It's called Top That. It's the- <gasps> I do yes, remember you- that. Yes, because it's the best thing that ever happened. Oh, should that be the outro? Guys, Please. hold on. You know, we're going to make it work. I'm going to send some, a file. Yeah. <laughs> to Vaughn. Top that. It's Top so that. good. I, oh, my God. I remember that. It was so good. It started going. Her popularity and love starts getting to be overwhelming for her. She doesn't know if she's worth loving, being loved all on her own. So at the prom, for some reason, Madame Serena's there. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she's a chaperone. Maybe, I don't know. But she here's Louise in her cute blue dress, and everyone's doing choreographed dancing. As, you, rips, as, as everyone did, as obviously. As you do, obviously. She rips the amulet off and throws it to Madame Serena. And then she goes to Brad, and Brad looks at her and kisses her, and he loves her for what she is. Yay. Wait, is that the end? That's the end of the movie. <sighs> I have thoughts about it, but... Let's continue on to the craft. <laughs> so in the craft, we have our protagonist, Sarah. Did you know that was a wig she wore the entire time? Um, Robin Tooney. Really? That was a wig because she just finished filming Empire Records where she shaved her she head. She shaved her head. Yeah. So that was a wig also, the time. Favorite movie. Good. Very good. <laughs> I love everything. Mm-hmm. Now I just want to watch Empire Records. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Anyway, moving on. She gets a crush on the popular guy, Chris Hooker, which that name already is questionable perfect she ends up going on a date with him she turns down his advances because men not trying to generalize but men (laughs) the next day he spreads rumors that she was bad in bed and then acts like a dick to her in front of his friends in front of the whole school essentially when she confronts him okay so instead of hexing him i listen not a great choice but i would think would be the route to go it says Mm. she tries to do a love spell on him because she still likes him which is questionable very especially since he tried to assault you (laughs) okay so she's still toying Mm. with him like make him a little bitch in front of all his friends like okay cute whatever haha still problematic whatever but in the meantime we find out that nancy had a hookup with him and he gave her an sti so she's a little bitter towards him so they got beef Sarah's doing what the hell Sarah's doing. So after another date with Chris, he tries to assault her again. So she runs back to her friends, and then Nancy decides that she's going to find him at a party, do a glamour spell so she looks just like Sarah, mm-hmm. gets him in bed. Sarah and her friends run to the party, bust down the door. Nancy turns back into herself. Chris is confused. Nancy starts screaming and throws him out a window. He's dead now. Spoiler. If you haven't seen it by now. It came out 20 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So these are my two of my favorite movies as a child. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, love spells are interesting. Mm -hmm. But as an adult, I can see what is wrong here. And I think with both, we could start with the utter lack of consent. Yeah. Like none. Yes. When you do a love spell, you are trying to convince another person to do something against their will you are attempting to make them act in a way that's not 
in integrity with who they are at that moment. Because if they were integrity at the moment and you would know either way, they love you or not. Mm -hmm. Okay. So putting it that way, you see what is the problem with love spells in pop culture, because it's just constantly reinforcing other people doing their will on someone else. Mm -hmm. Which is the whole problem with hexes. Yeah. Right. And the whole problem with all of that other shit of like. Mm -hmm. Trying to create control over another human being is mm-hmm. just problematic in general. Like, mm-hmm. right. You know, stay away. To me, it's a moment to reflect on if you find yourself at the point of like, you got to do a love spell on someone else. That's more of like, ooh, you need to check back in with yourself mm-hmm. and talk to your God and your therapist about that because mm-hmm. that's, um, we got some issues with that though. What's well, a lot about like, you know, when you are really, I, I feel, you know, and this might be a little like for some people, but. With the people that I have been attracted to that have not been attracted to me, right, mm-hmm. It's it was honestly about me co-creating old situations that I had had mm-hmm. when I was young, mm-hmm. right, of not feeling wanted or not being chosen or like, like that, right? Yeah. And so it wasn't until I got super, like, healthy and confident of, like, who I am and what I have and what I have to offer mm-hmm. and my worthiness – like all of that shit sort of like like right. stopped because mm-hmm. if you don't see it, you know, you're lost. Right. Before um, I continue, I want to ask, tell me about your love spells that you've done. Give us a good one. I mean, what's better than me in high school, like chopping off a lock of someone's yeah, hair? I know. That's something. Like That's interesting. <laughs> Did you do any others? I may have. Oh, you may have. I may have at one point. Story. Well, here I'm. You know what? I mean, I've. I think I've embarrassed myself enough on this (laughs) podcast. Um, I will say that someone who I knew who wanted to get pregnant, Mm. right, did a whole like Florida water action on Mm. genitalia of Mm. her and her spouse. And I don't know if that's considered like a love spell, but it was more of like making love, sex magic kind of thing happening. It's giving me cleansing, though. I'm like, you just all over the place, just on the it was everywhere. Is that that feels like it would sting? I, I mean, I, whatever it takes. Not for me. But hey, I mean, I'll take a pass. Not for nothing. She got knocked up with twins. And now they have fraternal twins. Not saying nice. it works. I'm just saying it was wild. I will say <clears throat> two of my tarot readings did get people knocked up. So I'm the dad. Also. Also nice. me, yes. Your dad. My da- what? You're the dad. Oh, <laughs> I thought you said my dad. I was like, God, I hope he doesn't have another kids floating around. Who knows? He could. I have no idea. That's a different episode. The man was prolific. Um, Same. <laughs> sorry. I think the other... So the other thing with me and the reason why love spells get a little like... It, it is incredibly misogynistic. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole... The whole thing that I had known about sort of on the female end, creating love spells was more like that modern era of like wanting to be wanted and yeah. desired. Yeah. You know, but also in the history, right, of like just survival. Yeah. And then with the men, this need to control the power aspect yeah. of a woman, right? Mm-hmm. And so when... You do become powerful. It somehow gets to Satan, which I'm like, that's a fucking curve. Like, okay, But it's also like that idea of Eve, right? Like Eve ruined Mm -hmm. everything. 
I know, and so women have to be in a particular place. And so when women become very powerful, suddenly it becomes either like demonic or it becomes, or when women are sexually empowered, right? Like it's gross Uh, mm -hmm. or like who would ever want that? And that's changing, I think, in some circles, but there's still a lot of circles where like, yeah, that has not shifted. Not at all. So I think the misogyny is pretty consistent throughout. It is. And I, and I like that you brought up the um, women femme side of things is it is this desire to be wanted. And going back to little daddy B over here, you just watching these movies, pretty much any movie back then oh was about be desirable to men. Yes. The male gaze is everything. It's all and you are things. here to be looked at you are here to be perceived yes. if you want it or not yes and there all these movies are telling us to want it and so if you're a little baby witch and you're watching stuff like this it's like oh i can take it in my own hands and mm-hmm. i'm in charge like no you're not mm-hmm. you're not in charge no one's in. Mm-hmm. i mean that was really cr- i mean it's like changed not changed you yeah know? Uh, no nothing's changed. but definitely like when when i was little Super little, like in the 80s, mm-hmm. you know, and coming up as as a young tween teen mm-hmm. in the 90s, that misogyny was still very, very present. Right. Of the way. Mm-hmm. And also growing up in the Deep South, it may be mm-hmm. a little bit different, but in other places, but it still felt very, very present. Yeah, I could imagine. I probably blacked it all out, but <laughs> me being here opposite upbringing but I was very 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 overprotected like I could not do anything really like friends could not come over I Mm. couldn't go to anyone's house until junior high like no not junior high junior year in high school oh my god you're like 16 at that point yeah I like literally my mother like did not that's why I still feel like I'm like a 19 year old and I'm like still like don't tell me what to do I'm an adult (laughs) But yeah, I'm also a Scorpio, so that's right, right. That so, comes hand in hand. Yes, sure does. I was having a great time as a kid internally, um, yeah. but I could absolutely see myself resorting to something like a love spell because I had no other way of interacting with anyone. Yeah. I was so sheltered that I could not. I I wouldn't even know how to talk to somebody. But also you were so controlled that that level of Mm -hmm. wanting to have control over Mm -hmm. something else is very real. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you feel like you don't have options, you kind of want to push that onto another. It's just Right. So I can definitely respect and see how people think a love spell is the way to go. And if you Google love spell, you're going to find out a lot of stuff. There's so many. There's so many. It's wild. And... The thing that is maybe a little disheartening is there seems to be few of these spells that are reflected back to yourself. And folks, that's the ritual today. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited for you all to hear Em's ritual because at the end of it all, if you want to do a love spell, you're the one that needs the love. Mm-hmm. Always. Sorry. Always. Anytime that it is feeling like rejection even though with between different beliefs it probably isn't you know it's Mm -hmm. just not for you right now or it's not for you at all Mm -hmm. or it's a lesson or fill in the blank but 
when that feeling of rejection happens or when that feeling of loss of control happens, it's it's a great time to ground down into yourself mm-hmm. and be like, but I love this shit out of me and I'm pretty fucking great. Right. So let's remember those things mm-hmm. rather than feeling like that's being taken or not being seen. Right. There's a big part of love spell or not feeling like once you get into the relationship, that's going to be the thing that completes you. Oh, and nope. sorry, did not just say that. I said it. And uh-uh. but sorry to say nope. that that ain't it. Mm. That's not it, my friends. Mm-mm. Love you lots. Mm-mm. It's not it. Nothing completes you. Nothing's going to complete you. So you. you have to do that work on yourself first. Yeah. You don't have to completely be in the I love myself 100% in order to be available for love. But you have to no. know yourself. Yeah. You have to be in the process of caring for yourself and showing yourself that love. Right. And that grace and that compassion. And that openness for someone else to come in. Mm -hmm. I think for a long time, I also was very, like, closed for fucking business. Mm -hmm. Like, I was not, even when I thought I was, I very much wasn't. Right. Very much wasn't. Or I was choosing people who I knew couldn't come in anyway. So it was like, cool, this is safe. Like, I understand this. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So. So. Just love the shit of yourself. Like, don't, don't worry with these men'ses or women'ses who are not or people's who are not helping you out yeah like, don't do or it or seeing you yeah fuck them seriously love magic or not if you have to resort to wild shit to get someone to like you Mm-mm. that's sign one through five to <laughs> not that is not even a red flag it's like a deep maroon it's like flashing in it's your flashing. face flashing it's also on fire yes just exactly. don't just run don't do it just run so, um, I drew the most perfect card for this episode. Like, when I looked at it, I said, yeah, obviously, of course, you showed up for us. What is it? In this episode. The moon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, the thing with the moon, depending on the deck that you have, but if we go traditional deck, we have a dog and we have a wolf. We have, like, your more civilized side and then you have your more feral side. Which way are we going to go? Well, we'll see. <laughs> we have our moon shining up in the sky. You can either keep your head down in the darkness and try to find your way out of the woods, or you could just look up towards the moon, walk towards the light, and get the hell out of the fucking woods. Why are you in the woods at night? <laughs> what are you doing? But for today, for this episode, it's so fitting because... Your imagination is doing the most right now, Mm -hmm. like the absolute most. Maybe memories of past love is coming up, love gone wrong, maybe present in your mind. This card is a reminder to maybe stay a little alert when those feelings arise. Focus on what is causing this anxiety and what you could do to not act on it, aka do a love spell. Don't do it. Even though your emotions are sky high and you're creating stories in your head to suit the narrative that you've created, I want you to take time to sit down and meditate and journal on these questions. Number one, what choices made in past relationships are still haunting you? Mm. Number two, 
Do you think that you lost the ability to love and to be loved? And why do you think that? And three, why do you think these feelings are showing up right now? Once you have an understanding of what is hiding in the shadows of your soul, you don't have to clear them out completely, but you should have understanding of what's going on in your body. Once you have that clarity, or at least an idea on it, no one's expecting you to be fixed. Em is expecting to be fixed <laughs> immediately. But lies. 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 No, she's lies. perfect already. Thank oh, you. shut up. Jesus. <laughs> Once you sit with these thoughts, even if they are a little unsettling or confusing, that's a beautiful place to start mm-hmm. working on your own personal love magic for yourself. And I think journaling on these questions would be a perfect time to then follow up with Lovely M's ritual. This ritual is a self-love ritual, which is also known, um, one, one of many, is also known as mirror work. This is important on a new moon because the new moon is where like manifesting begins. It's where you call in. It's where you plant seeds, right? So you need to make sure that it comes from a place of self-love, not fear or like in quotes like want, which can be driven from a place that's not about you loving yourself, right? It's about like kind of can get sticky desire where you want something to fulfill you. But the intention is really needs to come from a grounded place of worth and worthiness so i again because i love some time shit love a process so i'm going to give this to you in two ways first the quick and dirty way and then two a longer version so quick and dirty first of all you're going to do this for 30 days you are doing this for one cycle so quick and dirty no matter where you are it'll take 10 seconds right but go to a mirror Look in said mirror and look at yourself in the eyes and hold your face, like cup your little face, like hands on cheeks and look at yourself and say, I love you three times. Like, I love you. I love you. I love you. And this sounds simple by day. Like you're going to, I started out being like really sarcastic and kind of shitty about it because I was like, this is stupid. And then by, I mean, honestly, and then by week two, I was like crying in the mirror. Because you like really look at yourself and you say things. And this is especially important for people that didn't have that when they were young. You know, Mm. it's a way of giving love to yourself in a very real and um, not in theory. Right. This is a practice and this is done every day. If you can do it twice a day, like morning before you're brushing your teeth and at night after you're brushing your teeth or whatever, that's also a great time to do it. And I don't care if you're drunk. I don't care if you're sober. I don't care if you're high. Just do it. Just do it and see. Okay. Now, way number two for our herbal goddesses out there and for people who are practitioners who want like a whole ass ritual and who don't like the quick and dirty, this is what you're going to do weekly. You are going to grab dried rose petals like you don't need a bunch like just a pinch dried thyme and rosemary dried yarrow if you have it but that's pretty specific and it can be done without it five whole cloves some ground cinnamon frankincense and myrrh resin mortal and pestle also a solid cheat like wooden cutting board and a fucking rolling pin you can roll that out like if you don't have a mortar and pestle don't worry about it and then a charcoal disc step one Grind it all up, 
right, in the morning pestle or roll it out. Think of love surrounding you. Think about how the universe needs the uniqueness that is only you and only you can offer. Essentially, love yourself, love the junk out of yourself, especially if you didn't get it when you were little. And you want it to be finely ground, right? So then you need a charcoal disc and a heat safe, I repeat, a heat safe dish. Anything ceramic shall do. Okay, charcoal disc, side note, be a little tricky. One, you need tweezers or tongs because you cannot touch that shit. Two, you take the tongs and tweezers, put the charcoal disc in it, take a lighter, a match, whatever, light from the bottom, and you want to wait until the disc begins to spark. Then you put it in the heat safe dish and you put the little sprinkles of the ground up stuff And as you pour it on the heat safe dish, you say, I am enough and I am loved or something of the like that that feels more true to yourself. And then you do the mirror work again. It's a lot. It's a process, but you can do that once a week. Like that could be your Sunday ritual. That could be your Saturday ritual. That could be like whatever day of the week you choose starting on the new moon. You can do it fast and dirty. You can do it the long way. You can do something in between. Point is, face and mirror, hands and face, look at yourself and say, I love you three times. And by the end, you will say it like you fucking mean it. Because in the end, you always have you. And that, like, for me, that's why I've always, I don't have a place called home. Like, I am my home. So I always have me. And I always have myself. And so I am always at home. And that took a long time, and this ritual was the start of that. So really love yourself and know that you're supported. I don't I may not know a lot of you, all four listeners, but I I deeply love you. Hey, it went from two to four. Okay. So that's funny. Just kidding. <laughs> There's a good number of you out there. But, I love you all. But I really like that you have the two options because even though the rituals that M makes are simple i really like if you really want to go the longer route this would be a great time to do it because it's for you this is self-love so Mm -hmm. if you really want to treat yourself Mm -hmm. if you really want to delve into some witchery that you may not be used to Mm -hmm. this would be a great time to actually you know try to source out those materials and really do a big ritual just for you I will say, as a resource, mm-hmm. Rose Mountain Herbs mm-hmm. are a good, sustainably, ethically sourced resource. Where are they? And on the internets? They're on the internets. Okay, that's cool. Hmm. But also, know. Myrrh and Frankincense Resin smells fucking awesome. I want some. And you're, I'll give you some. I have some. I home. So. I'll give you everything to make this. Ooh. And then you can do it. I would love to do yeah. that. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you everything. I would love to do that because I haven't done... I definitely appreciate the quick rituals because the way my whole existence is, it's just like hard to, but this is such a perfect time to do some self-love since Mm -hmm. it's spring. Mm -hmm. We're birthing something new. We are tending to our own personal soil right now so we can plant the seeds of growth that we want. So this is such a perfect time to plant the seeds of self-love it really is and it's also in and with those other intentions right like you maybe you do have the intention to have a relationship it still needs to come from a basis Mm -hmm. of loving yourself or maybe you do have the intention of starting a business 
right? You're going to need a lot of self-love to get through that sucker. Like talking about tending our own soil, like Mm -hmm. think of this ritual as getting the dirt ready for whatever intention you have, Mm -hmm. right? You're like putting good shit in. Right. To be able to grow something wild. I love this so much. Thank you. Well, y'all. Well, I would like to say shout out. We've had 500 downloads of our podcast. Look at us. And also, our season is an uneven number, but we're halfway through our season with this episode. Which is wild. It is so wild. Let us know how you're loving it. Give us five stars on all of the things. Everything. We love your support so much. I also love when... I was texting a friend and she just got the notification that the new episode came out about hexes and she basically tweeted at me as she was listening to it and texted me. Everything is a tweet in my head. I'm 50. (laughs) I love that you're like, I'm 50. And I'm like, I don't have a tweet or a Twitter or I have nothing. Good. I don't like, I don't partake. People who want to be Twitter famous concerns me, so... Anybody who wants to be famous for dumb shit concerns me. Yeah, it's like, just don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) It's a different episode. Don't do it. Dear listener, I love you. I don't need to do any magic to show how much I love you. And I hope you love us back. And dear listener, I hope that you do this ritual. Love yourself. And I like love the shit out of yourself. It's so important. And know that you are supported. You do have a little coven here. Yes. Um, in Providence, Rhode Island, reach out to us if there is a need. We will do our best to meet it. Yeah. And also, let us know what you want to see from us on social media. Yes. Because um, we're doing our best, guys. We're not doing a lot, though, on social <laughs> we're, media. We're doing something. So if you want us to do certain things, like maybe even tinier mini rituals, more tarot poles, anything, let us know. Hit us up. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Middle Vibes podcast hosted by B. Taylor and M. Samrell. This podcast was edited by Vaughn Postema of Arvana Audio. Music is by Bailey Bro. Our producer is now Jody from the front desk at Watch Your Writers Club. We recorded at the podcasting studio at What Cheer Writers Club, a nonprofit supporting Rhode Island's content creators.